0: Hello, listeners. Hello, followers. This is Mentally Sounds uh, Life in Lockdown podcast series. Um, we're episode thirty. It's the big thirty. Wow. Um, where's it all gone? Where, indeed, as we head towards the end of the year, head towards Christmas, and um, yeah, I think thirty is uh, a huge milestone for Nikki and myself as regards to this project. Um, and uh, yes, once we, um, once I edit this, uh, my aim is to create a new page, uh, update our page, so the full number of 30 episodes will be be able to listen. Not only that, we're hoping that um, uh, through discussion with some um, uh, fellow guests um, uh, or friends of ours on another podcast, that we're going to sort of spread these podcasts to other uh, podcast sharing bases, so hopefully gain a lot more audience and traction with with this. Because originally, yeah, it was um, solely a social media thing, and then thanks to spice fm of course we have the added advantage of going on not only fm um local radio but of course being being um online you know wherever you are in the world wherever you are listening um it'd be great actually if you are listening to um a particular p- a place in the world that we uh, uh that you're hearing all this it'd be it'd be fascinating to 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 know where you were um if you're if you're actually out on a, a rural retreat as it happens out in a a monastery somewhere in the Far East, as we were talking about in our in our previous podcast. I uh, would love to know. But yes, going back to episode 30, yes, um, mentally sound as a reminder. Um, we are a mental health and mental well-being show. So uh, as a disclaimer, uh, you may listen to certain f- uh, factors within the discussion that could be triggers, could be, uh, you know, anxiety to a lot of people. And, um, you know, so do listen with caution. Do listen with that in mind. But but uh yes uh, primarily primarily if that's the case with you please 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 see your local therapist um your gp uh your local clinic for that help because that's what they're there for and even when we are in this uh crisis this this the year of the pandemic um they are still out there for us to use and uh, it's it's your right to use them so so please please use that right um yes so As a reminder, on our social media platforms, uh, you can listen to this on our Twitter, where the podcasts are released there as well, at underscore Mentally Sound. They're also loaded up on our Facebook page, which is Mentally Sound Radio. Our Instagram feed is uh, Mentally Sound Radio. So yes, uh, if you're listening, by the way, on Spice FM, we welcome you as well at 98.8 FM. Uh, This goes out every Tuesday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And yes... uh, uh, thanks for thanks for persevering for the for the full thirty episodes that we've been doing this. Um, my name is Ricky Thammon, and uh, our star therapist is Nikki Robertson, who's on the other end of this Zoom line as we record. Um, hello, Nikki. How are you doing?
1: Good. How are you?
0: I'm all right. I'm all right. A uh, quick reflection on thirty episodes. What's your? Wow. <laughs>
1: I think um, we we overstepped our aim by 27 I think in the beginning we only thought we were going to do three or it was just a couple so
0: um we've kind of we've kind of ridden along the the whole wave of everything haven't we because Mm -hmm. um we didn't think that this would last all year um and we've just kind of rode with the tide haven't we that the longer this has went on the longer that we went on yeah
2: Um,
1: and we've, you know, we've had, obviously had those chats about, you know, is it still relevant? Is is the mm. theme, Life in Lockdown, still relevant? And is this, you know, content that's still valuable? You know, um, it seems that Life in Lockdown mm. continues. Mm-hmm. So the content is still valuable. And we're always hoping, um, you know, that our aim is always to put content together and have a show that um, will help the listeners manage Life mm. in Lockdown. So Absolutely. here we
2: go. Episode 30
0: absolutely yeah and uh, it's amazing as well the kind of recent media traction that we've had um um we for years have been trying to <laughs> gain media traction right from the get go all the way back in 2015 and we got some um uh you know one of the first big big accolades was that we were um we got a a mind, a mind award from from mind it was particularly in regards to pierfest which is their Annual festival which they have at the end of the year to celebrate all things connected to to peer support, which of course is a big feature in mental health, the conversations around mental health. So, yes, uh, very recently, uh, thanks to uh, B- BBC Newcastle, thank you to Time Valley Express Magazine, thank you to the Crack Magazine, thank you to the Northern Echo, um, particularly the Northern Echo because they wanted to do a feature with Mental Health Northeast, and a, a shout out to them as well. Um, because you know, going back five years, this was an idea created by their staff and, of course, the recovery college as well. Excellent. So with this uh, special thirtieth edition, um, we, Nikki and myself, well, more more directive from Nikki, um, using her expertise and her kind of observations with what's what's going on um, out there now. And um, we thought we'd just take a kind of a step back and gather our thoughts, gather gather the kind of the sort of messaging and uh, um, the input that's going on. I know that N- Nikki and myself had a little pre-chat. She mentioned that, um, you know, m- the mental health of her clientele is sort of rising for obvious reasons, and that's of a big concern as well, and I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll give you more insight with that, um, particularly amongst therapists as well. You know, I remember... Nikki, when I was chatting when we had uh, the Newcastle Counseling Association in the studio one time and the question I put towards uh, a guy called David who's a member and I asked them how how their mental health is doing because I think in America the saying goes even therapists have therapists and I was wondering, amongst the therapist community how do you all kind of um I, I know I don't know if there's sort of a union of sorts or a school of thought amongst therapists but when it comes to your own well-being, is it a case of, I guess what I said before at the start regarding peer support, is there peer support going on and how do you manage your own? You mentioned the, the retreat that you had recently, but amongst yourselves as a group,
1: yes. how do you get so... by? Every organization has a, you know, set rules uh, mm-hmm. of what's the required um, amount of hours that you need. Um, so there is a, depending on where you're at, you know, if you're at student level or if you're qualified, um, there are set hours that you would need um, where you go in for observation and you go in for your own sessions with a um more experienced therapist Mm -hmm. so that um and that's encouraged a lot across all the banners you know even in terms of you know i talked to you about the batch remedies that Mm -hmm. i do even there that supervision is um that's required you know because you are working mm-hmm. in fields where you are helping people with their emotional health and their mental health and you will come across triggers and responses which mm-hmm. will you know remind you of certain events in your life or or you know things that really disturb you as, as, as a therapist to watch your clients go through that amount of pain mm-hmm. um And of course, we have the training to be able to decompartmentalize, but the supervision is really important. So, and I do know that um, just from speaking to other therapists in different fields, you know, holistic fields, you know, and then more the counseling, the more the psychology therapies. Mm -hmm. um, A lot of them have, you know, up to their supervision levels. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the institutes are even... um, reduced prices for supervision and um, we're given some supervision for free just to help out. Um, but yeah, so it's important that you, you do it and it's important that you, that self care as a therapist Mm -hmm. is absolutely essential. I don't believe enough therapists take, um, enough time for themselves to Mm -hmm. self care. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I've mentioned in a previous um, podcast about, um, you know, compassion fatigue. And that's very much the case that you will come up against. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now, you know, when you're working with clients, um, I mean, this is a global event and it's really affected everyone, really Mm. like foundation level. Mm -hmm. So the intensity of the work, you know, the work's really intense. Um, And your normal toolkit doesn't really work. You really have to pull in and Mm. put a lot more into each session. Hmm. Which means that it's easy to fatigue, yeah. so that self care is absolutely essential.
0: And I guess the underlying message is, as you very well illustrated in the last podcast when you were talking about your retreat. Retreat is the importance of practicing what you're preaching. Absolutely, you know, and you have. amongst clientele that that'd be a huge confidence, I guess that you know, absolutely. you guys know what you're talking about. If yeah, awesome, yeah. Yeah. cool. So we're framing this podcast. Uh, um, bearing in mind, we're, we're sort of kind of um, we're we're having a very kind of we're looking up at the periscope. We're having a 360 degree sort of uh, look around as as observing the here and now. So we're calling this the the managing of the here and now. And just a sort of a uh, observation really as to regards to um, how people are because we're all kind of you know made to follow the guidelines for for good reason. Um, But there is problems with that, of course, because there's a lot of things going on. You know, there's talk about vaccinations over the horizon and uh, what that's doing to people's mindsets. You know, the hope and uh, uh, the sense of, you know, um, because, of course, hope and optimism is one of the features with this lockdown, how we kind of look forward. But, you know, the mixed messaging, which has become problematic. People have got livelihoods. Um, Nikki was telling some stories in our pre-chat regarding <clears throat> local businesses that within her, within her area, um, how some are allowed to open, that some aren't. Um, you can't go to a gym because, of course, you know, exercises, of course, is one of the uh, things that has kind of benefited a lot of people throughout lockdown that we've needed. And if gyms aren't open, then we've got to look to other ways. So, so we thought we'll we'll we'd have a general discussion uh, around them. And at, and towards the end of the uh, podcast, uh, Nikki has uh, very kindly and very brilliantly drawn up a twelve-step program, which we would we would go through as to um, how to deal with the issues so that we've outlined. So, um, Nikki, where's a good place to start with this? Um, we talked about we talked about the the guidelines and the messaging, and yeah, we talked about fatigue.
1: Sorry, I think the fatigue is not just, um, you know, in terms of the therapist. I think people are just fatigued. They're fatigued with the whole lockdown.
2: Mm. You know,
1: emotionally, Mm -hmm. everyone's at a fatigue level. um, And this is where that frustration is coming in from. Mm. um, Is, you know, it's gone on for so long. Things seem to be getting more and more confusing or just people are very disconnected from each other at the moment and just generally fed up
2: yeah. Generally fed up, yeah. Really
0: fed up. yeah. Um So you mentioned in the pre chat regarding um the feedback you've had some from clientele that the the mental health issues have of for obviously that we we know have skyrocketed. Um what are the things that you've read, particularly as we reach as we head towards the end of the year? Um is there an interrelation between the fatigue and their mental health issues? Um if you see my meaning, if you get my question.
1: Yeah, so I think um, definitely there is a um, there's a link there um, just generally noticing across all sectors. So, um, you know, we've had Ruth on the show a couple of times. We've done lots of features on children's mental health in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ruth does a lot of work with teachers and schools. I think the teachers are under incredible amounts of stress right now. Yeah. Um, and that's having an effect on the on the children. Children are having to adapt to a very different school environment, you know. Um, in terms of bubbles and things, are constantly changing as as children are being diagnosed with COVID. Um, you know, there's no outside play. There's it's very limited. The school environment's not quite the same as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not seeing any sector really that's not affected. You know, I'm. Talking to parents who've got young children, and they can see the children aren't engaging the same way because they don't have the normal activities that they would be able to go, or they don't have the family dynamic. Mm. Um, And I just think back on one of the reasons, and you asked me one of the first times we met, what brought you to the northeast? Well, family was a big, um, Mm. and we're very much family orientated people um, and we've got family here and that's mm-hmm. what brought us here you know mm-hmm. from beautiful tropical countries we were living mm-hmm. in we came to the northeast <laughs> for family but now we don't have family interaction and that's having a huge just yeah. that yeah it's having a huge impact on everyone
2: mm. the
1: fact that you can't see your friends having a huge impact then your work environment some people are working in their home mm. they do not leave their home their entire life revolves around their home
2: mm.
1: lovely if you've got a lovely big home and
2: you've got mm. the space
1: for a work setup, and you've got a garden and you've got facilities mm. but what happens if you are co-sharing
2: mm. i have
1: clients who co-share yeah. you know in in a flat and you now suddenly have two people from different you know different work sectors having to work together you're just roommates, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have that bond or connection, but now you're having to completely coexist in each other's little bubble Um, and and you can't leave. And it's just, um, it's creating a huge, it's a huge impact on everyone. And and people, you know, in terms of the livelihoods, you mentioned that earlier, people are losing their livelihoods. It's concerns, industries are cutting back, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. um, We had furlough schemes, which obviously we're going to come to an end. And then we were talking about the redundancy scheme, but there's still organizations, which are even though furlough has been extended, redundancies Mm. are still being made. Organizations are having to restructure Mm. their workplaces Mm. to ensure the survivability Mm. of the company so that when we get through this, the company can still exist. Mm. So a lot of business owners are absolutely run ragged at the moment Mm. because they're trying, On a day-to-day basis to make sure that their company can stay alive every Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. so that kind of impact um just as widespread
0: Mm. um so we so i mentioned in the in the the introduction to this that um the guidelines and the messaging uh, i just wonder that um and of course we i guess you know if you stopped everyone in the street um albeit you do it socially distance of course um and to to grab an opinion of sorts i'm sure you'll get a wide range of um views as to how uh they rate the the guidelines the rules how well it's been um so forth and so forth i imagine that much of it will lean on the negative side that it hasn't been done so well and i just wonder with that with that in mind um um, because of course there's restrictions and rules still of course but people then will think, because we had the whole... I mean, we don't want to dwell too much on it, but of course it's something that's very local to us because, you know, someone who was involved with the government, albeit he's not involved anymore, uh, suddenly jumped into a car and drove up to Barnard Castle. Uh, and that in itself was seen as, well if, well, if he's allowed to do that, then why aren't we allowed to do what we want to do, what we feel is best for us? Um and i guess that kind of set the bar didn't it because this happened really early as well yeah. almost when lockdown started so it's it's of no surprise to me that we in the last few months we've seen uh, bending of the rules and the other the other thing is that the leaks that come out when you know oh, there's going to be an announcement in a few days time of new restrictions so that what, what that then hap- what happens as a as a result of that is that those few days days left in between are seen as like the last days of freedom and people yeah. go out wild and i mean mean,
1: even at the moment the the guidelines which are so um and i remember someone saying you know clear as mud (laughs) mm. which i thought was quite apt because you know they've said non-essential and a lot of people and i get it you know i get it i'm I'm not i'm not saying that they're right and i'm not saying that they're wrong yeah Um, i understand why they've chosen to interpret these guidelines Mm -hmm. um, and bend the guidelines Mm -hmm. so that they can ensure the survivability of their business or um, to ensure that they can see their family or things like that. Um, But... And I think that's what's creating so much frustration now within, with people because you can do this, but you can't do that. Mm. And you hear time and time and time again, I can go and do this, yet I can't see my family. I can go and yes. do this, yet I can't see my family.
2: Yeah.
1: Going back to the teachers, they can go into a classroom environment with their bubble of children, you know, mm-hmm. 20, 30 children, mm-hmm. yet they can't see their niece, yeah. their nephew, their mother. you know depending on whether they're in the bubble or not it's just it's things like that you know um you can have um if you're selling a house you can have people walk into your home to come and view your home Mm
2: -hmm. you
1: can have the estate agent you can have potential buyers or you know if they're going to rent the the property they can come in and view your home yet your own family members can't come into your home Mm -hmm. you have big um big Supermarkets opening, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and we've mentioned this a little bit earlier. Um, You've got big, um, you know, like Marks and Spencers, you know, first lockdown, they only sold food, all the clothes were limited. Now it's food and clothes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of shops which are open, which are not deemed essential. They weren't mm-hmm. deemed essential in the first lockdown. Mm-hmm. So why are they suddenly being deemed as essential? So people are kind of bending and you can justify, at the end of the day, you can justify anything, can't you?
0: Yeah. I mean, okay. what is, I mean, again, if you were to do a Vox Park among amongst, uh, you know, people, um, if you ask them what you'd consider as essential, again, I think you'll get a wide range of answers. One of my favourite articles in which I which I've read um, in lockdown. It was actually, I think, from a group called Treehugger based in the States, I think. And they there was a brilliant article on why they, and a lot of it was down to mental wellbeing, mental health perspectives as to why bookshops should be seen as uh, essential and uh, why they should have um, remained, remained open from the beginning. Um, because I hear tirelessly t- time and time again from people, uh, something like reading, um, how much it, it's benefited them. Um, So you very kindly put together a 12-step program, Nikki.
1: Really, it was just with this podcast in mind, thinking about where everyone's at, um, I'm just noticing it's almost like we're walking through emotional treacle at the moment. Mm -hmm. People's moods are really quite stagnant and stuck, Mm -hmm. and people are very much in the can't be bothered, I'm fed up, and it's just a lull, you know, there's a dullness, a lullness, the the dark nights aren't helping, um, so I just thought how can we put something mm. together just to help so I put together twelve steps yeah. and just going to go through them um, to help you manage here and now um, so the first thing is set your intention so be clear about what you are wanting to focus on yeah. so obviously so this is really about looking at the emotions which are coming up for you in the here and now Mm -hmm. or if there's the problem that's come up for you in the here and now these are the steps that you're going to take so Mm -hmm. set your intention why do you want to take the time out why do you want to shift why do you want to bypass this this stage that you're at what is Mm -hmm. it that you're wanting to shift through so be clear about the why and this is where a lot what a lot of people don't identify for themselves so The first thing I do when I work with my clients is I always say, I always try and find out what's their why. Why are you wanting to create this shift? What is not working for you right now? So even if it's just one word, what's your why? You know, are you stuck? Is it um, a habit? Are you recognizing a habit in yourself that you keep defaulting to this? Is it a limiting belief? Is it a work problem? Is it a relationship problem? figure that out, write it down. Even if it's just one word, stick it up somewhere so that you've got that as your, this is what's going to keep motivating me to push through this process. Yeah. Number two,
2: mm-hmm.
1: create some space for this.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So with this is everyone has different requirements. One person may need only 20 minutes a day. Someone else may need 30 minutes a day Mm -hmm. or three hours a day. Mm -hmm. So we're all very individual in how much space we need. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But we need to start getting an idea of how much space we're going to need, either on a daily basis or a weekly basis.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So that's quite an important thing Mm -hmm. for everyone to focus on for themselves. Okay. And I'm a big believer in if you don't take the time now, you're gonna have to deal with that later. And I think you said that before. So it's important to create that space for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Then number three, it's quality of time. So we're very good at saying, right, I know I've got this little problem I wanna work on, or this, you know, emotionally, mentally, this keeps coming up for me. I wanna focus on this. I'm going to create this time but then we don't create the quality in the time
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. so now we've identified we need x amount of time mm-hmm. make it work for you mm-hmm. don't give a hard heart half-hearted attempt don't have your phone pinging the entire time and you're distracted by messages if you've only given yourself 20 minutes or if you've given yourself three hours and you're like well i've got all this time in the world i'll just check my messages in between no
2: mm-hmm.
1: that time becomes sacred and no interferences, which means switch of gadgets, preferably have them in another room because what happens,
2: mm. and
1: even me who's experienced with this, mm. you know, you'll hear your phone beeping and your mind will keep going, I wonder what that's about, what, I wonder, yeah. you know, could it be this, could it be that. Yeah. And then you start paying attention to that mm. rather than working through mm. the process you need to work through. Mm. So important to create this quality of time with no distractions. Mm figure out the best time you know um have you heard of the book that 5am club
0: i haven't actually no tell me
1: um so oh, i think i might make a mistake here so forgive me if i do i think it's robin Shimara who is the um he's an ex-monk he wrote the book the ferrari he, oh, the monk who sold his ferrari so there's a very common concept on and it's called the 5am um clubbers so people who wake up these are huge world leaders yeah. um big corporate leaders who wake up particularly early in the morning four forty-five, 45 4 30, 5 o'clock and take that first hour or two hours of the day to work on their self-development work on themselves mm. before they meet the rest of the world yeah. they meet their family's requirements or meet the work requirements yeah so This may not be ideal for you. You know, Mm -hmm. 5 5 a.m. may not be (laughs) ideal for you. You've got to work out in your quality of time. Especially you as an individual. You might be a night owl.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Right? For me, I'm the 5 a.m. person. I love... Like there is nothing better for me in the world than an early morning. The house is absolutely quiet, and I sit down and I have that time for myself. That for me is precious. How do you
0: How do you find that though, particularly in this time of year when it's still dark outside at that time? Is it? It's even better. It really. Wow. (laughs)
1: Even better because so I have it set up. You know, I have like salt lamps, the Himalayan salt lamps, I'll have candles, I'll have little um, lights, you know, um, okay. little fairy lights. And it, I, I've, I have a space which is dedicated to that.
2: Awesome. Okay. Yeah, then, oh,
0: then interesting. Interesting.
1: I'll have a blanket with me, and I'm huddled up. I <laughs> have my mug. And it's just I don't know. I, as you can tell I'm...
0: But but in a way, I'm almost opposite of that um, because I am, and well, I was a bigger night owl than I am now. Because um, with my PTSD, one of the one of the big features of that was in was, was insomnia, and mm-hmm. because my trauma happened like in the very early hours, um, it was then kind of typical for me to 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 remain up. Yes, um Because you didn't, do. you didn't want a repeat pattern of what happened before. So naturally, it was my, my thing to to stay up. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a bit so of that's
2: a. That's well for you if you yeah. do this. You but when you
0: said it. that that time that you have in the morning, there was a there was an element where I that time in the those early hours were quite precious in that, you know, let's say between midnight and say two a.m., when everyone's asleep, the whole neighbourhood's asleep, and I would have like a couple of hours just to. You know, I could reflect on the day or I might read a few passages from a book or I might watch a documentary. That to me is quite, quite precious. You know, I, yeah. I, you know...
1: it's an individual process and that's what I'm trying to get across. Yeah. Look at yourself, look at your, what's happening in your home, look at your needs and then set this time for yourself and ensure that it's good quality time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then set it up as an appointment. Okay, so go into your diary and set this time up as an appointment, Mm -hmm. and it's a Mm non-negotiable. It's not Mm movable. Lock it into your diary, because what happens is we tell ourselves we're going to give ourselves this time, but because it's so unnatural for us to sit with our feelings,
2: Mm -hmm. right? Yeah,
1: Anything is better than that, Mm -hmm. so we will literally take anything other than the time. Right. Even though we then we have this fight with ourselves because we need the time. We know we recognize we need the time. So non-negotiable appointment for yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Then the next thing is give yourself a settling in time, settling in period. So we are so used to rushing into things. We do things, rush here, rush it. And I'm just gonna do this now and I'm just gonna do this now, and I'm just gonna do this now. now. Yeah. Right. And I've made this mistake, you know, early on, 20 years ago, when I first started, you know, even my meditation practice, I'm just going to do a quick meditation, you know? (laughs) And the thing is, is that I didn't create the time and the space and it wasn't the right setting for me. Mm. And what happens is, is that you're too distracted and your mind is too busy pinging around, remembering all the other things that you need to do. Yeah. Your mental process, your emotional process is still spinning. Sure. You know, right now, this year, our cortisol levels are through the roof. You know, mm. cortisol is our stress hormone.
2: Mm.
1: And now we're trying to take ourselves into a quieter time when your cortisol levels are probably off the scale. Yeah. You need to just give your body and mind time to catch up that you're in this moment
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that you're committing to this process.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So that patience, don't rush, remind yourself if things keep pinging in. So I always have um, like a little post-it note or things near me
2: Yeah.
1: and I'll quickly just jot down, you know, if things keep pinging up in my head and keep distracting me,
2: I'll yeah. just
1: jot things down there and then I know I can come back to it.
2: Yeah.
1: Then number five is awareness. Okay. And this is really the key to do the whole thing mm-hmm. is and this is part of the mindfulness training, you know, that that I have and the mindfulness teaching, you know, I teach those mind, the mindfulness classes. This is the key thing of mindfulness is cultivating that awareness mm. of the emotions, um, the thoughts that you're having, the physical reactions that you're having in the body. Mm. Start to become aware of the interaction that's going on for yourself. Yeah. Start to develop this awareness. You don't have to do anything. All you're doing in your settling in process, you're shifting then into awareness where you're giving it this attention and you're just redirecting your focus back to you in this moment.
0: Right. You know, I find just just before we carry on, I find mindfulness more and more fascinating as we talk more about it. And I realize when I look back at my own patterns of behavior, not just currently but in the past and in a way I've been practicing mindfulness without me knowing that it's mindfulness. And a big one, and I and I learned that over the weekend, when I, I was on public transport and when you sit on a, a bus or a train, um everyone has got their phones out, right? Everyone's got their phones out. And if I get my phone out, I, I don't know, but I feel I start feeling dizzy. I have that thing as well where when you're in a moving space and you're trying to read sometimes it feels a bit out of balance. But but i think i've just always been used to because i because i you know i'm i'm a creative person and i love images um there's something when i look out the window and, and see all the moving objects and colours or skies and people that that observing that behaviour is is for me a sort of a mindfulness and i feel calm
1: absolutely you know? And, you know if you if you're in a car if you're on the side of the road and you watch people in public transport right mm. And those who are sitting, staring at the window, you can see them. They're completely lost. Yeah. They're just lost in watching the world exactly, go about. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, absolutely. and you watch tiny little kids, unfortunately not nowadays, because nowadays they have a screen slapped into their faces but yeah. by the time they're like one or two years old,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. Mm-hmm. But... In my days, when I took the kids out, you know, put them in the stroller, yeah. they, had, they didn't have anything, you know. They mm. just watched the trees, and that's yeah. what they did. They were so – children really know how to be mindful.
2: Yeah,
1: We are teaching them mm. to suppress. We're teaching them to be distracted. We're mm. overstimulating them mentally and emotionally and physically mm. and not teaching them how to diffuse this. Mm. Um So that's a whole other podcast because I've got huge, you know, obviously teaching mindfulness and teaching, you know, the relaxation and the de stress classes that I teach. Mm. You know, those for me are things I would be like, no, you've got to pull away from all of that. You know, Mm. you've got to learn to sit
2: and feel things.
0: Just just before you carry on, a quick thing for the listeners because in a recent podcast, I interviewed the, um, the, the I think it was the manager of the um, YMCA up in Northumberland, and and I put the same question to him um, uh, in that you know the, some of the the vulnerable uh, you know children, particularly teenagers, in which you know he him, him and his staff you know mentor and, and look after. Um, they did their best to 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 not rely on technology. Um, that there's better things to do that's going to be more beneficial, healthy, you know, particularly with their mental well-being. Yet because of COVID unfortunately the balance has kind of gone the other way because they've have to rely on technology to link everyone up again and it's a kind of like a it's it's a balance that they're still trying to you know fight you know
2: yeah it's chicken and egg yeah,
1: yeah.
0: exactly sorry carry on
1: so no, just ending off that, um, that point on mindfulness is really to you know develop that awareness of what you're feeling and start yeah. to lean into it. Yeah. And I know when I tell people that, when I tell my clients or my students who come to my classes, you can literally see their faces. They look at me as if I've just sprouted three heads and they're like, you want me to lean into these uncomfortable emotions? <laughs> yeah.
2: like, yes. Yeah.
1: You're going to lean into them. We have been taught
2: to avoid and suppress that awareness is going to help you
0: with every problem it's it's always a case of having to visit the you know or revisit the the root cause you know same with, with this isn't it really it's, it's yeah. you know so what we're
1: doing here is we are re- revisiting where you you are becoming aware mm. of what's going on mm. from a detached place not attached so sometimes yeah. when you revisit it you go in a completely attached completely connected yeah. to that situation you know this is it this is what i'm feeling and i'm stuck in it so yeah. what we're saying is you just become the observer you kind of yeah. watch it go past rather than be.
0: it's kind it. of like reigning in isn't it because we're because of what happened that root cause and we're we're jumping off on all the different trajectories but we Absolutely. need to rein ourselves into you know yeah. in order to fix so, yeah.
1: you know this month we've been focusing on detachment in our mindfulness classes and um one of the examples I gave the students on um, my, my last class is if you're sitting at a coffee shop and drinking mm-hmm. your coffee and just watching people go past, yeah. you know, if someone walked past and was having an interesting conversation, you wouldn't just jump up and start conversing with them and walk along with them and then yeah. jump into the next conversation with the next person. And ju- you would just sit and watch them go past. And that's yeah. what detachment is, is that mm. you sit, sipping your cup of coffee or your tea or whatever it is yeah. in your process, you know, and watching these emotions and these thoughts go past.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: So the next one then is breathe.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> We all know this, right? Yeah. When we're managing difficult emotions or dealing with some difficult thoughts or just coming up a very difficult situation, mm. work, home, wherever it is, mm. breathe. Yeah. It is one of the most powerful tools we have. You know, our breath it does everything, it rebalances, it clears, it heals, it calms, it stimulates, you know, if things are too sluggish in the body, it stimulates, if, yeah. if things are too overactive, it calms,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right, so in terms of our mental state, you know, if if emotionally, mentally, we are feeling very stagnant, mm-hmm. you know, very low, and Um, sluggish, then we can use the breath to shift that. Mm -hmm. If we're very agitated, frustrated, angry, impulsive, then we can use the breath to calm things down. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's so important. But not only that, our breath really helps with our immunity as well because it's bringing oxygen it's stimulating circulation it's Mm. healing the cells Mm. so it's so important for us to be breathing this life force into us every day so you know those who are a little bit more conscious about immunity start breathing um so this is one thing that we do so in the classes that i teach we we work on different techniques all Mm the time so the next one now you may just want to do those six steps end of okay Let's say you only got the twenty minutes, Okay. right?
2: Yeah.
1: If you've got more time, then we can add the rest.
2: Okay.
1: okay. So here, journaling, and you know, I'm a big one. You know, I think I've almost said it in every podcast, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Jourla- journaling for me yeah. is absolutely crucial for yeah. our mental and emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. So you know, they even ter- they also terming it terming it, terming it terming it. Know, yeah, I, think it, I
0: think it works yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah as right apologies if it's not the right word mm. um you know writing therapy mm-hmm. because it is becoming a therapy
2: mm-hmm. because
1: of the value it adds to our well, well-being and the studies are endless on that as well mm. so if when we are journaling there are just a few points to think about firstly what's your topic Yeah. Okay? is this in emotion or are you feeling frustrated and annoyed you had to you know can't see your family or christmas has been cancelled or or whatever the restriction is or whatever the guideline is right so what's your topic that you want to write on Mm -hmm. number two get into the reflective state that mindfulness right
2: yeah
1: start becoming aware of what's going on for you around this topic mentally physically emotionally Mm
2: -hmm. okay Mm-hmm. So
1: take that time to reflect a little bit. Right, I okay. I, I I'm, I've become aware that this is how it's interacting with me. This is what's being triggered. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Investigate. Start okay. investigating these feelings which are coming up. So journaling is very much about addressing the feelings. Yeah. You know? A timer. I always ask my clients to set a timer for journaling. Right.
2: Okay. okay.
1: I'm a big believer in starting small with journaling, maybe five, 10 minutes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, so, you know, we've always spoken about like bite sizes. I, I'm a big person with bite sizes. So start small and then increase it as you see the value. Because when you're journaling, because you're getting into the feelings, a lot of the times we've suppressed these feelings. They're not comfortable for us.
2: Yeah.
1: So for you to just sit and go, well, what, I'm going to write for an hour on my feelings. That's too scary. Okay. Yeah. Mm We're going to definitely want to, you know, knee jerk out of that. Mm -hmm. So if you set that timer, it gives you a little bit of safety. You know that you can, right, that's going to end.
2: Yeah.
1: But also, what it teaches you is actually, that wasn't so bad. Mm -hmm. Wow, I feel so much better. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm going to do this again. Yeah. So that consistency, coming back to it on a regular basis is important. Mm -hmm. And as you feel the value and the benefit, then you start increasing it. Yeah. Yeah and then lastly before you know once you finish don't just slam your book, your journal shut and walk away from it just read back what you've written and kind of think right this is what i've recognized so just do a very quick mental summary for yourself and
0: just a quick note nikki you're emphasizing writing journal like physically writing rather than online or was it
1: oh i'm a writer and i
0: well I mean me too. I'm agree. I mean I think I showed you my diary and you've seen all the scribbles. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. it's not just a diary. I write everything in there from shopping yeah. lists to feelings yeah. to you know, reminders, everything, you know. It's it's I'm
2: um, I And I'd know, be I'd be
0: lost without it. So it's important yeah. for my mental well being.
1: I've I've got clients who and and for many, many years have journaled um on, on their laptop or their or their phones. Yeah. Um so I'm not a personal fan of it, but I wouldn't ever stop anyone from doing it. Okay. You know, I guess it's better to... than
0: not doing it, would you say?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's You know, there is no difference in the quality. They're yeah. still accessing those feelings. They're yeah. still finding resolutions. They're still navigating. Yeah. So I wouldn't, you know, if I found that they weren't, I would then, you know, have the discussion with them turning to turn into paper and pen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's still valuable for them, mm-hmm. so let them do
2: mm-hmm. it. Cool.
1: Right. Then the next thing is um, listen to your body and move your body, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So after you finish journaling, Mm -hmm. sometimes you may feel that there's still some stuff that's stuck. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go for a walk. Do some stretching. uh, Do some yoga. Um, I don't know. Beat a pillow if you need to beat a pillow, yeah. if that's going to help.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Move your body. So this mm. is something that maybe not a lot of people will do, but I put it in there because I'm a big believer in you've got to sometimes move your body. Some, you know, Sometimes you need something quite dynamic
2: yeah. to
1: really get things shifted and, you know, like even dancing. At the moment, I'm doing a dance of um, potential workshop with someone. It's, it's a month program. Cool to dance every day to work through stuff through our head
2: yeah
1: and it's fantastic you know so there you're using something really dynamic but other times you know just a gentle stretch fantastic
0: you know I'm I'm smiling again Nikki because I'm reminded to another flashback because um, when I when I was at um, art college um, and whilst we were doing it like the the foundation exercises where we would do different modules so it'd be like you know art fine art Ceramics you know um sculpture, and so forth so my my thing is graphics, so in the mor- in the morning on 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 a certain day you know you'd be upstairs and you'd be brainstorming ideas you know drawing lots of diagrams, doodling, and a lot of that's quite sort of stressful and sort of like you know mm-hmm. um really kind of stretches your 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 thinking power your imagination that sort of thing and what was great was was that um in the afternoon, we would have a sculpture. We'd have the sculpture session, and it was almost like I could just grab a mallet and just work off the tension, <laughs> you know, bashing a piece of wood. Not not in a violent way, and I'm no way a violent person. But there was something really artistic. Yeah, I mean, sculpture was just for me as well as a bit artistic. It was a great stress relief. Yeah, and and the irony is, is that I end up getting a bigger. Um, I got a distinction for my 3D sculpture work where I've just got a merit for my graphics. So, yeah, there you go. You can access something different there. Fantastic. Carry on.
1: Um, And then all of this will start giving you insights if things need to be shifting. So, if you can, so this is point number 10 do you need to take action on anything? Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you may find that after doing all of this, you know, after doing all these activities and being still, you've got some insight that tells you, actually, I need to make an appointment or oh, actually, you know what, my tooth's really troubling me. I need to go and see the dentist mm-hmm. or I need to spend some quality time with my family. or I need to see my friend. Yeah. Take action. Yeah. So just see if there's anything you need to action and if you can action it, mm-hmm. you know, it may not be immediately, it may be mm-hmm. something that needs to be planned, but take that action because again, that's going to be something that's going to be gnawing away at yeah. at, our, at our thoughts and our emotions. Um, and then that compassion, you know, you may have uncovered some thoughts or beliefs or just discovered something about yourself which you didn't recognize, which you're going to start judging or criticizing, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so here is really just practicing that compassion rather than criticizing yourself for what you've released,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because you've seen something, you know, we call it the sh- shadow work where you've seen a mm-hmm. part that your shadow self, yeah. just really getting into that self-compassionate space with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and recognizing that's really part of the suffering and you're prepared to let it go yeah and then lastly gratitude and we've spoken about gratitude in in podcasts and uh, uh, gratitude the gratitude practice is probably one of the most fundamental pivotal pivoting points in all therapy i think Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where I would end that off, you know, Mm -hmm. just going through that and depending time permitting, you know, you can really elongate these processes or you can just pull one out and say, right, I'm only going to work on, um, you know, my first five, which is my, you know, intention, creating space, the quality, settling in, developing the awareness and I'm just going to focus on gratitude today.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Or I might Mm -hmm. start building other things in. So. You know, that's a complete um, process to really look at helping you manage Mm -hmm. the here and now, Mm -hmm. whatever your here and now holds for you, you know, and it's important to recognize it's very individual. We're all feeling, well, we may all be feeling the same thing, but our circumstances are all a little bit different. So it's unique to us, Mm -hmm. and
2: that's important to remember.
0: Definitely awesome um <laughs> where's the time gone nikki because i've reached the end now but that's i mean in, in a sense the last i think the last half an hour you you kind of took control of the conversation well done to you i think with your plan that you brilliantly drawn up um brilliant um excellent um, well
1: i hope that it helps you yeah? know i hope that people can use it and tap into it and again people can always reach out and yeah um, and ask
0: for and is this 12-step program available on your website
1: um, um, you know, I, I wrote it out yesterday for today, so so it um, will
0: be. I'll, yeah, it will be soon. It so. will
1: be. I'll put it up. I'll if put we, it up.
0: Um, yeah. and if you sure. want, we if you want to send a, a word copy, then we can sort of put it up yeah. on our on our Facebook site. So for I'll listeners, that'd be, that be that'll be pretty cool. I'll do that. Yeah. Um, any other words in terms of rounding off before we say goodbye? Um,
1: I think really for for the here and now, um, address what's coming up for you. There's no shame if you're having a bad day um or you know celebrate a good day um but really just look at being in the here and now and finding ways to navigate some of the stuff that's coming up for you you know um, even if you're having a good day someone else may not be so let your good day help lift someone else's bad day
0: Um, I mean I mean you, you mentioned all the sort of different pillars there the likes of gratitude and and uh, you know resilience, wanting to help. I mean, as we've illustrated with this podcast, I mean, my my sense of empathy, which is one of my strongest characteristics, which I like to think, is recognised by by other people. It's just becoming more and more strengthened throughout this. I mean, you know, it's I, I have this kind of guilty consciousness, and I would I would like to ask you as a therapist, um, how valid that feeling is, because. Sometimes you know, I I I feel, you know, if I'm do if I'm doing okay through whatever it may be, um, knowing that that other people aren't, um,
2: do you know where I'm I'm, do you know where I'm going with this? No, no, absolutely,
1: I'm the same. Um, for me particularly, if I see someone homeless or a beggar, oh, it's it hurts. It doesn't. It's not even something that's
2: uncomfortable. It literally hurts. You know.
1: Um and then I start feeling guilty for all I have you know when people don't have things yeah. um, of course I'm very grateful for what I have mm. and I remember um in my days when I was living in Malaysia I used mm. to and I think I've spoken to you about it I would go to the Buddhist temples but I would also go to the Hindu temples yeah, yeah. and uh, there was a swami I used to go and listen to
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I remember having this conversation with her one day after the lesson you know she'd, she'd she was doing the teaching and you know there was meditation and and i went to her afterwards because i was struggling with that concept you know like Mm. my my guilt consciousness and um she said something that was so powerful and it's always stayed with me she said to me you know you don't understand their karma
2: Um, your
1: guilt consciousness is coming through from a lack of understanding of their karma. They could be highly evolved and have chosen this because that's all they needed. They Mm. needed that, that Mm. suffering to clear the karma so that they could have their life of enlightenment.
2: Mm.
1: So your feelings are coming from your
2: understanding
1: or your limited understanding of your karma. And um, that, that actually put things into such perspective mm. because it really placed things for me because obviously, you know, the life I've chosen here mm. doesn't have that level of suffering, mm. whereas their life has that level of suffering because they're on a different involvement path than I am.
0: I remember I remember, a que- I asked a similar question or I heard somebody else ask it where um, pe- somebody asked when they witnessed these sorts of scenes going on, in the slums or wherever and the question was about happiness and i think you know from our, from our viewpoint we we were asking well how can they be happy when they have so very little and and well and then the, the question was well how do you know they're not happy they may be spiritually happy um yeah our, ha- yeah, our happiness in this side of, of the world kind of evolves through very sadly things like materialism oh,
2: yeah.
0: yeah you materialism. know and yeah. It's something that I quite reject, actually. Um, I, I find more and more as I get older and wiser. I mean, some people might question the wise bit, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's. you know, I'm finding it more and more with, with the so- smaller, simpler things. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember having a stressful day recently, um, about a week, week or two ago. I had to do everything in one day. I had to go to the bank, the post office, all that stuff. I think very really early in lockdown, I was finding it a little bit much and uh um and I don't know I just and I and you talked about homelessness before and I and I went past uh, a homeless person in town and and just felt compelled to sit down with him and chat to him and just sort of I was wanting to ask him you know are you all right are you going to be okay you know through lockdown because of course the streets are going to be a little bit more deserted and I you know I'm concerned and we had a you know had a bit of a chat and uh I ended up buying a, a friendship bracelet off him because he was sort of you know, making them and and sort of selling them now. And I went away feeling a bit, you know, despite the early stresses I felt that I felt, I don't know I felt very complete as if oh. as if I'd come full full circle in a way. So Self-made. I was sure. uh, yeah, I was glad of that interaction because of the earlier the you know you know when they, that's saying you know, first world problems. Yeah. Our Absolutely. problems is like a world away from 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 these guys, you know, and it's yeah. just
1: whereas very few people would go and talk to a homeless person,
2: mm.
1: you know, because of the stigma. Um, yeah. You know, I wouldn't be dead, caught dead talking to a homeless person. You know, you hear people saying you, yes. you, they just almost jump the other way if, mm. if they see someone. And...
0: Excellent. Uh, what are what are we really a nice note to end on, Nikki? Thank you very much for that. Thank you very much, especially for uh, the the last few minutes in which you like, you know. You, you took the steering wheel of the show and, and illustrated your your 12 point plan very very well and very illustratively um i hope that listeners listening would would gain from that and as she says it'll be upon our website very soon uh nikki very quickly do you want to remind them what your contact details are
1: yes so it is com, and it's Nikki, N I C K Y Robertson R O B E R T S O N dot and I am a holistic wellbeing therapist. I am also on social media, but as long as you've got the website, I'm sure you can find me.
0: Awesome! Thank you very much, listeners, for listening in. This has been our thirtieth yeah, listen again, our thirtieth uh, podcast. Wow! <laughs> I feel that we need to we we should have worn like a special I know, jersey hard <laughs> jersey with a big three O on it or something. Um, anyway. Any any sponsorship offers out there? I'm sure you know. Uh, might, might, might.
2: We're open. We're open. <laughs> yeah,
0: excellent, Nikki. Thank you very much once again, and we'll look forward to your next well, our next interaction with you on the next podcast, uh, which I'm sure we'll have another interesting topic to talk about. And of course, we will focus on what's going on topically. I'm sure you know, as you've noticed in some of the podcasts, especially recent ones, as with this one, that we we identify and observe what what the current goings on are are. So I'll start that again. We identify what the current topics are and that influences what we talk about because it's important that we, you know, move with the times given the the changing nature of this um, pandemic and the, and this, and this you know, current, the current guidelines and everything. So yes, please bear with us with that. We're doing our best. Um, you know, I, I, w- I couldn't have done it without Nikki's help with this. So yeah, so uh, n- listen on to the next episode, episode 31. It'll be next week. Um, thank you for tuning in. Here's to another Thirty? Are we are we going to gamble another thirty, <laughs> depending where we are? Um, Listen,
1: I would I would love to say yes, but I hope no. I know because that know. means that we're in lockdown for another thirty weeks. So yeah. I hope
0: no. We we might end up curving into demand. We we could we could be f- under a deluge of le- le- letters saying please continue, please <laughs> please stay, please stay. Yeah, yeah. But we will we'll we'll move with the times as I say. I mean it, it's a pleasure for me and I'm sure it's a pleasure for Nikki as well yeah, do, to 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 this. help. Even if we even if we just help that one person, I mean for me it it's it's worthwhile. It. Yeah.
1: Just that one person. Awesome. And if we have helped you, reach out, let us know. Identify yourself, yeah.
0: Oh, really? yeah. We'll make a c we'll make a case study out of you. We'll Yeah,
1: just send a message and let us know that yeah. it's working, you yeah. know, it's helping, it's
2: being Being heard and it's
0: making an impact. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Thank you very much, Nikki, once again. Um, Take care and we'll we'll chat to you again next time. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you, listeners. Take care. Bye bye.